Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the model of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, welcome. What up? Not too much, actually. Been uh, been away for a couple days. Went to D.C. Got to see some sites and some monuments. What were you doing in D.C.? I had to go to a funeral. Oh. Yeah. But I got to <laughs> poke around the city, so that was cool. Huh. What did you do this week? Anything fun? Um, I uh, just uh, got back from taking my nephew to a trampoline park. A trampoline park? Yes. You don't seem like a going to places kind of person. Uh, I am not. And I'll tell you, uh, I am vindicated in that by the way I feel right now. You hurt yourself, old man? <laughs> Everything just hurts right now. Yeah. Couldn't jump around with the youngins? Yeah. I, I, it was It was hard to keep up with that kid. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, three and a half. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Yeah, so he is just nothing but energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so and, and not only that, like he assumes everyone else is also nothing but energy. So it was like, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, like go jump in this giant foam pit. And it was the kind of thing where I got inside that thing and I could not get out of it. Yeah, no. Ooh. Loud, loud hum, yeah. Yeah, um, like, you know, the, like, the, the big foam yeah, bricks yeah. that are like a foot by, you know... A foot by a foot by a foot. The one time I went to a trampoline park, the person I was with also got stuck in the foam pit because, like, you can't touch the ground, at least in the one I was in. So, like, you're just kind of floating in a pit of foam, but every yeah, time you, you can't, try to you move can't your put legs, any leverage on no. anything. So, you're trying to push yourself up, but you're just pushing yourself, like, down. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't help. So, yeah. yeah it's it, it, like, it's very uh, embarrassing. At, at some point, I almost like felt like I was about to start panicking because I was like, I, I can't get out of this thing. I'm stuck in here forever. The person I was with started panicking. And it's yeah. like, it's not like, it's not water. It's not quicksand. Like, you're not going to run out of oxygen or you're not going to die or anything. Yeah. Like, even if I sank to the bottom of it, like, it's probably I better. Still, I could still breathe. Yeah. You exactly. Know, there's enough clearance between all of the. The cubes that, you know, I I wouldn't be, like, in danger. No, but it's a claustrophobia kind of thing at that point where you're just worried that, like, you can't really move freely and that's restrictive and that gives you the panic. But, yeah, it wouldn't have been that bad. But, yeah, you're not a a jumpy around kind of person. So your legs all wobbly today? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. But it's the kind of thing where, like... I could jump for about a minute before I was like, okay, I need to sit down now because yeah. <laughs> I haven't done exercise of any kind in a very long time. No, you're really getting out and about though. I mean, last week, was it last week? You did go-karts and mm-hmm. arcading and this week you're going jumping around at trampoline parks. Like, look at you, mister, getting out of the house. Yeah. I, do, I tell you one thing that was kind of like a disappointment to the design of it um, is they, I mean, it was more like they had the foam pits, they had the trampoline stuff and they also had like American, um, Ninja Warrior type. Oh, really? Stuff. See, that sounds cool. That sounds cooler to me. I would want to try that. Yeah, and like I wanted to also. The thing is that they don't let you onto that stuff unless you're wearing socks. Like they give you special socks to wear that have like grips on them, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, the only thing is like you can't do that shit in socks. You need shoes on. Yeah. Because like, yeah, right the warped hurt wall and socks. Not even the warped wall. It was the kind of thing where like you know, um, you're supposed to like. They had the kind of thing where, like, it was um, floating platforms with, like, circle holes cut in them. Yeah, yeah, But they were, like, you know, six feet high. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to, like, jump from one and, like, spin it and then jump to the other one and, like, spin it. The only thing is trying to land on, like, a, a one-inch wide wooden platform. Yeah, in socks. In socks. No no, no dice. Yeah, hurt like a fucking bitch. And yeah. then, like, they had, like, the rock wall stuff. Yeah, And trying to do the rock wall in socks. It's <sighs> weird that they don't let you do shoes for that stuff. But I guess the foam pits are underneath you right what do you fall into if you fall because you're um, gonna fall it was like a airbag floor oh okay yeah 
So, yeah, I guess they don't want shoes on the airbags. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm sure I probably could have just put my shoes on and done it and then had them being like, hey, take your shoes off yeah. kind of thing. But It's better than beg for forgiveness than ask for permission, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They had a giant playscape also, like just a like four-story playscape. That sounds pretty cool. Like tubes and yeah, rope yeah, yeah. nets and stuff. Um, the only thing was that it said, you know, like no adults, only for kids yeah. kind of thing. What about if you're a kid at heart? Uh, I don't think that counts. But it was oh, the okay. kind of thing where, like, at one point I looked up and there was just, like, a dude crawling in it, like, looking down. He, like, looked down at me and I looked up at him and he was kind of like, I know I'm not supposed to be in here, but yeah. I'm in here. Like, he was there with his kid, like, yeah. going through it. But well, yeah. I looked at him and I was like, I envy that man. Like, <laughs> he had the balls to just go for it. Yeah. He said, fuck the rules. That's right. What What's more kid-like that. than saying, I'm going to break all the rules? That's yeah. the most kid thing you could possibly do. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But well, it was like I'm I'm hurt, I'm tired, yeah. but it was it was fun. Well, we'll get this episode over with quickly so you can go like take an ice bath or, you know, put some uh, some Bengay on your knees or whatever. So oh, my knees hurt so bad. <laughs> I know. They were cracking when we were going out and running errands. Uh but after we talk about whatever little banter we have, we normally talk about what we've been playing. So, uh I didn't really play anything this week. Um like I said, I was gone for a couple of days. I played some Splatoon single player cuz I never got around to doing that. Um, and since I couldn't really use the w- airport Wi-Fi to uh, to play online, I was just playing the single player. It's okay. It's not really that fun because I have to use weapons I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always the annoying part. That yeah. was the annoying part when uh, in the first one when you were trying to use the amiibos because you had to like do a thing with the amiibos yeah. to unlock the stuff. Yeah. And usually it was play the same single player story thing. Um, but each one like, had a specific weapon tied to them. Yeah. So it's like you have to play through the same missions with the rolling pin and then the same missions with like the, the splatter shot. And then it was like play through it with the sniper rifle. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like fucking the sniper do rifle. this with this yeah. fucking sniper rifle. Yeah. So I, uh, I play a little bit of that, but I've got a couple things lined up for this week coming up. Um, I bought a copy of No Way Out or A Way Out. Um, so, Joe, you and I can try to play that this week. That is the co-op prison escape game. Um, so we'll get to that this week. Uh, yeah, we it just really, came out on Friday. We got really excited when we realized that it was only $30. I know. I thought it was a $60 game because it's an EA title and it's like a big studio release kind of thing. Uh, and then we were looking it up and sure enough, 30 bucks. So it ended up being only like 25 or whatever after discounts and things. So uh, we'll give that a shot this week. And also MLB The Show comes out this week. Uh, I think it's technically out now. I don't know if it's everywhere. I saw it at GameStop, but haven't got a chance to play it yet. So I'll probably play that this week. So uh, got a bunch of stuff for this week lined up, but didn't really play much last week. So, Joe, I'll yield the floor to you. What did you play this week? Uh, I started off, I think I talked about how I bought it, but I hadn't played it yet. But I started off with um, Burnout uh, Paradise Remastered. Yeah, you're a huge Burnout fan. Yes, I love the Burnout games. Um, and I loved that one. Um, it's... All right, it's still a great game. It's it holds. I mean, it was remastered, but it still holds up very good. Like the aesthetic of the game lends itself, you know, really well to the point where it doesn't age yeah. all that badly. And I mean, it was only a PS three three sixty game, right? Like it no, it was an Xbox three hundred and sixty game. Just an Xbox three hundred and sixty game. Uh, yeah, I don't think it came out on the the uh, PlayStation the previous gen gen. Oh no, it was. I think it was also on PlayStation three. That's what I said. It's a PS three three hundred and sixty game. You said no, it's a three hundred and sixty oh, game. Oh f- Christ! I thought you said like. Uh, PS2. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No. That's incorrect. That's yeah. not okay, what I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PS3, 360 game. Hold on, right. we'll play the tape back. Yeah. Um, And, like, it, it's still, yeah, the, like, the art style holds up well uh, for what it is. I mean, it's very bright, very colorful. You know, that, that was the aesthetic of the game. Yeah. And when you do something like, like, the cars are, like, facsimiles of real cars, but, like, they're not 
but you know, they're not a Forza Gran Turismo style, no. like a complete recreation of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's great. It's real fun. I've already sunk a bunch of time into it. I'm trying to like find all the hidden items all over the map because you know it's like find the hidden jumps, find the billboards you have to smash through, find all the fences you have to smash through. Uh, I barely actually spent a lot of time on the actual races. I just like driving around, like looking for the collectibles. Yeah. Well, that's your thing anyway in games like because this is an open world style. Yes. Game. Yeah. yeah. It's just an open world like driving game. Yeah. And um, the, you always do the the side things first. Yeah, and games. then I like that's your force, I force myself through like the actual gameplay. Oh, I gotta play the thing they want me to play. Ugh. I hate being told what to do. It's unbearable. I'm my own man. Damn it. Yeah, you jump when you want to jump, not yeah. when your nephew says jump. <laughs> oh, he told me when to jump. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, like, there is a, a weird aspect to it in that. It has all the DLC in it already. There was a bunch of DLC that came out yeah. for the game. And it almost makes the game too hard and too easy at the exact same time. And wait, in what way? Because I instantly started off with like all the fastest cars. Oh, okay. Like so all you... the DLC cars that are like fully decked out and like have like weird little quirks to it. Like there's a legendary car pack that has like the DeLorean in it. Ooh. Yeah. And you can I'm like activate the hover mode and like take turns really easily. And there's awesome. like, and then there's like a super car, like a super cyborg car that they have in the game that like can alternate this boost modes and it's like maxed out stats. And so like already off the bat, I just have all the best cars. Okay. So that like makes the races way too easy. So then how does it make it harder? It makes it harder because I forgot how difficult that game is because of the open world aspect of it. Even in the races, it's open world. Like there's no... Um, it's like set path. There's no set path. You can yeah. take whatever way you want to like win the race. Okay. That's pretty cool though. And it is pretty cool. The only thing is like when you have the cars that are like super duper fast and like super duper decked out... Um, and you're going super fast, it's really hard to properly plot your course because yeah. it's open world. Like I'm constantly like overshooting turns and like, I have no idea exactly the way I'm going. So like I end up like completely missing the wrong turn and all of a sudden like, fuck now I got to drive like all the way around like this corner of the map to like get back to, you know, where it is. It does have like an indicator in the game that lets you know when you're supposed to take a turn. Uh, like while you're racing, it has the street signs yeah. of the streets up there, and like if it's you're getting to the point where like you're supposed to take a turn, you'll see a flashing street sign coming up. Yep. But when you're going like max fucking warp ten, yeah, it doesn't exactly. You're just play overshooting out. that stuff super fast. And you know, I I I started counteracting that just by you know not using the really really good cars. Yeah. Um, just so that I'm not constantly like overshooting, constantly getting lost, like and like fucking myself. Um, so yeah, it like weirdly made it way too easy and way too hard because you're. I mean, it's hard to be like I'm just going to drive the slow, crappy cards when you have like the really good ones. Yeah, yeah. There's no need to take a step back when you're all yeah. the way forward. So I mean, it's kind of like if you were you know playing. Uh, you know, you you got the new Doom and they instantly gave you an infinite BMG like right at the start of the game and you're just running through slaughtering everything. Yeah, that wouldn't... And you're like, oh, this like took all the, I don't know, like fun out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because also one of the things is like unlocking the cars is the fun part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And now, and you, you still unlock, you still unlock and... like the normal cars, 
but all the really good ones are unlocked off the bat. Well, yeah, because that's the DLC stuff. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I guess like, you could force yourself to not play with them. Yeah, and I'm like, I, like I said, I'm trying to do that, or at least I'm trying not to use like the really good ones. Just beat the whole game using the DeLorean. That's what I would do. I'd be like, screw every other car in this game. I just want to use the DeLorean for everything. Yeah, I had the what was it? It was like the DeLorean, the Ghostbusters car. Oh yeah, forget it. I'm just using those two. Yeah, I had the DeLorean, the Give Ghostbusters me a car. On it's over. Uh, Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, man. Um, now and, you're making me want this game. And the uh, and the General Lee. Oh well, we can't use the General Lee anymore. It's racist. Yeah, they actually they replaced the. Uh, I don't think it was actually in because they're not like the actual cars. They're like approximations. Like it's not like it's not the DeLorean. Oh, it's not. Yeah, oh, well, forget that. It, it, it's a DeLorean that has hover wheels on it, but I think like the back isn't right oh okay and like it's not exactly the ghostbusters cars but it's like a close enough approximation of the ghostbusters car gotcha and like it's right, the I'm same back thing out. i'm out yeah um but it's the general lee but it has like a different flag on the top it doesn't have the confederate flag that's good because that's racist yes i think it actually has the mexican flag on top okay i don't know if you can change it because you can change like the color like when yeah. you when you get it when i like first you know looked at it it was like um the the color was different. I think it was like green, and I was like, "What is this car? Like, yeah, what is this?" It was called like the bootlegger. It doesn't say like the generally. It says like the bootlegger, and it yeah. was like green. And I, I was like looking at it. I was like, "Oh, it has like a one on the side, and then it has a flag on the top." But I couldn't see with the flag because you couldn't like angle it properly. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, it must just be the generally." And then I like changed the color to orange. I was like, "Oh, okay, there we go. Like that's it." There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's still fun. Like, it's still a great game. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I've already sunk a ton of time into it and like found all the stuff. I just don't think I'm going to like actually bother playing through the whole campaign, like winning all the races. No. I mean, that game is designed to just do whatever you want and have fun with it. However you want to have fun with it. So yeah, surprise me all that much. It's the kind of thing where like, if I'm watching, there's something on like YouTube that I want to watch. It's the perfect game to like play. Like I'll put something on my iPad and watch that while yeah. like driving around the city, just looking for yeah. Because it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be paying super attention to it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um. um so I got that, uh, and then I actually uh, got uh, Sea of Thieves. I the game came out. I signed up for the free fourteen day trial of uh, Games Game Pass, Pass, Xbox Game Pass. All right. Well, let's talk about that first before we get into the Sea of Thieves game. What do you What do you think of Games Pass? How does it work? Is it easy? Is it simple to just pick the game? Yeah, you want? I mean, it literally is. There's just a menu on the Xbox dashboard that you click on it, and then it brings you to uh, the Games Pass menu, and it just has like standard breakdowns of things. Like it's like action games, yeah, like yeah. RPGs, yep. racing games, and then like A to Z, where it just lists all of them, and it has a hundred games on it at any time. Uh, like I think every month they take, take some, some games yeah. off and put new games. Yeah, it's on. like Netflix, where some leave, some stay. Yeah. Some um, I, I talked about before, like the only problem with it is that most of the stuff that I would want to play, I've already bought. Yeah. There are some things that I'm like, like Gears of War 4. I wasn't going to buy Gears of War 4 on my own. Oh, you didn't buy Gears of War 4? No. Oh, okay. I just didn't care. No. You know, it's, it's like... Most people didn't because the yeah. game didn't do very well. Well, it's also one of those things where it's like, we don't need another sequel to this. Or like, well, I mean, I guess... It's, well, it's like his son, right? Yeah, it's yeah. His, his son. Okay. Because um, like, they, you know, they ended the story with Gears of War 3, but now it's like, years later and a new threat appears. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I I didn't I wouldn't play that I like I wouldn't have bought that on my own like I just didn't care like I liked Gears of War one through three but it's the kind of thing where it, 
And I think it's We're so far just, past it. When did yeah. Gears of War three come out? Like 2012. Yeah, it just seems so last gen. <laughs> Kinda, pretty yeah. much. Um, it, it's one of those things where, and I think it's a cycle of that where, kind of each generation has of game consoles has its thing. Like Gears of War was a very Xbox 360 thing, and Correct. I feel like it should have stayed on the Xbox 360, and we didn't need that one. I almost feel like Halo is the same way. Kind of, yeah, I kind of feel that. I'm kind of worried about that for God of War, to be totally honest. Um, where it's like, okay, it had its it had its legs on the PS2, and then the PS3 ones weren't really that. Like God of War three was good, I liked it, but Ascension was really bad, and it just seemed like maybe it's a thing that. Uh, like we ended the story. Yeah, like they always make a way to, to like really end the story. Well, actually, this three ended on like a cliffhanger, didn't it? Three, no, three ended normally. Uh, Ascension was a prequel, uh, and four is a sequel. But I mean, all intents and purposes, four looks good, so I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, at least with that one, they changed the game. Like this is a new game based yeah. on like it's a new type of game based yeah, on it's gears not of war. the same thing like whereas gears of war was the same gears thing. of war was just another gears of war yeah without and, like, changing halo much. like four and five were just more halo, halo. yeah they you know they kind of changed a little bit but in the end it was still halo yeah it's why i don't buy call of duty anymore because it's like okay it's just more call of duty it's not yeah it's just in different. a different setting uh, what, so, what other games are on there that you... Are there any other ones that you're interested in playing besides the new thing that's out? Uh, I mean, I downloaded a bunch of stuff. Um, I downloaded that. I downloaded Gears of War 4 because I was like, I'm not going to buy this, but I might play it just because it's technically free now. Um, I downloaded the uh, Halo Wars 1 and 2 okay, were on there. The, 2 is on there as well? 2 is on there as well. Nice. I think like every Xbox thing is on there now because like Super Lucky's Tale was on that and that's the new Xbox game that came out. Um, I need to go back and like double check that. Just you know, it's not like Xbox has many exclusives, so, no. <laughs> so like I'm having a hard. Uh, no, like Forza wasn't on there, or at oh, least okay. not like the newest Forzas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I downloaded like Halo Wars one and two. I liked Halo Wars one, so, but I never bothered buying Halo Wars two. Okay, so there's a couple other things you can yeah, get out of it. I downloaded Super Lucky's Tale because I was like, I'll give that a try. It just looks like a QT platformer. Um, now, do you download the game or do you play it like streaming? Like a no, you straight up just download them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I assume it's got a license checker in there that you have to be online to play it. I would assume. Yeah, uh, the Xbox has a bunch of those because it has like the EA Games Pass yeah. also, yep. where like you have to download the EA Games Pass thing and yeah. like subscribe to it. When you go to um, like your games library that has all your things on the Xbox, yeah, one of the things says subscriptions where oh, okay. you can like manage your subscriptions not just like netflix and stuff but it's like the games pass yeah, yeah, and like yeah. ea access and so you whatever can see what games that you have that are a part of those services yeah yeah and like you can manage the services there so it keeps track of that stuff for you okay. so yeah i'm sure it like just has like a client checker yeah because like i've used playstation now and you don't download those games you stream them mm. because they bought the like gaikai streaming service or whatever and use that to do playstation now um, which I, I never really got into PlayStation now because, again, most of the games that were on there were games I already owned or already played from the PS3 era and things like that, or the PS4 era, but they were games that I already had. So yeah. it's good that there's at least a couple of things that you can get out of that besides uh, just playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah, um, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, like I said, it's stuff that I don't want to play, but I might as well play it now that it's there. Yeah. And I don't know, like, that doesn't make me too excited, <laughs> you know? No. Well, it's kind of like... like I, and not only is that I have these and I, like, downloaded them, but I also have a bunch of stuff that I actually want to play that I haven't played yet. 
yeah, it's like games with gold or PlayStation Plus games where you're like, I would never buy that on my own, but I'll get it now that it's free and I'll download it because I was intrigued by it. But I really should be playing this other game that I never got around to actually. Yeah, that I actually I paid play. sixty bucks for. Yeah, like in the end, I didn't uh, end up. I like I had. To, I want to go back to Kingdom Come. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I paid money for that. That's right. And then it would give him the option of like, if I'm sitting there looking at it, I'd be like, do I want to play the game I spent money on, or do I want to play uh, Gears of War? And then at that point, if I'm paying ten bucks a month for that stuff, I might as well just cancel it. You know. Yeah. Because it's just gonna be like it's gonna be like my Netflix subscription. I had a Netflix subscription for like years, and it was one point I kind of was like, "Man, I haven't watched anything on Netflix for like a year and a half." Yeah, it was like I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday about the Movie Pass subscription service, uh, where you can go to the theater every day and see a new movie. And he's like, "I only used it once so far," and he got it in like January. And I was like, "Yeah, you're the sucker." that they are hoping to yeah. get is the person that will go once be like, wow, this is so great. And then never get back to the movies and just forget to yeah. like, cancel it. Where like me, I went like five times in the last two weeks and just saw like a bunch of different things and paid $0 for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, remember, no, I totally get that. I remember Tyler once, um, said like he just had a world of Warcraft account for like four years and never played it. Yeah. And and I was just like, why don't you cancel it? He's like, yeah, but yeah, because it's a pain in the ass to go in and cancel it, and then it's a pain then in it's, the ass to go sign back up. And yeah, that was the thing. He's like, I might want to play it again, and then I don't have to go through the hassle of signing up. Again. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no. you spent fucking four years paying for a game you haven't played. I know it's uh it's really a generational thing. We're just like, I'm totally like the other day I went to go pay a bill, and I had my credit card, and they're like it's an extra $3 if you use a credit card. And I was like, I fine. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to go the hassle of me having to go home and get a checkbook to come back and write a check and give you the check to pay. Like, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm that way with like an extra the, three bucks. It's whatever. I'm that way with the, um, uh, ATM machines. Yeah. The like third party ATM machine where it's like, we, there's a $3 surcharge. If you want to get $20 out of this, I just kind of go, Fine. Oh, see, I refuse to do that. Unless... No, I'm I'm just like, do it. I don't, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to go searching around for a first Niagara one. Like, let's just get this over with. Yeah, I had to do it last week because the there were no ATMs in the city I was in for my bank, but I needed 20 bucks to get into like a bar for a, like a cover charge. And I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just use yours, you bastards. Yeah, that's um, what, when we went to the barcade and I needed 20 bucks for... Uh, to play at the arcade that we went to like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, if they have an ATM here that has like a five dollar surcharge because yeah. they know they can because you're in an arcade. Yeah, whatever you got. <laughs> and me. I'm not gonna go wander around the city to try and find like one, one for me. Yeah. Well, you got me. Yeah. Um. So you said it's a 14 day free trial. Yes. Okay. Well, obviously you signed up for the 14 day free trial for a reason. The reason being, Sea of Thieves. You played in the beta. You were so so on it. Right? Yeah, because I was playing by myself. Because you were playing by yourself. Yeah. Now that the game is fully out, you've been playing with other people, yes? Yes. Uh, lo- luckily, essentially making the game free for the first 14 days yeah. encouraged a lot of people to play it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, uh, a lot of people I knew online uh, signed up for the Game Pass. They got the thing. They got the, the, no the free copy to. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, why the fuck not? Um, so, all right. Give us your updated impressions. What do you think? Now, having played Sea of Thieves in the way it's meant to be played with other people, uh, what do you think? Ah, man. This is really hard to properly describe my feelings on Sea of Thieves. Use your words. Because I both like it and fear it. Ooh, you're afraid of it. 
And what I'm afraid of fear is, leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. So just keep that the, in mind. And when then you're the playing. dark side. Do yeah. I get to shoot lightning after this? No, no. Unless that's part of the alchemy uh, mission. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. So like, okay, the game is fun. Okay. The game is really fun. It's really fun when you're playing with people. How long would you say you've played it so far? Just um, so we can get a level of where your fun factor is. I've played like four nights worth of it. Okay. So, yeah, uh, about, more than you one know, like, session. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, a two hours a night kind of thing like okay. that. So, so I probably sunk five like... Five to ten hours? Yeah, something like that okay. into it. Um, and, and with varying degrees of people, uh, like with a squad of four one night and like a squad of three one night okay. and a squad of two one night. And then one night I just actually played by myself to okay. kind of like dick around for yeah. a little bit. Um, but it's fun. Yes, it is fun. The thing that I fear is there is no content to this game and I can't picture playing it much longer. Past your 14-day kind of thing? Yeah. And, but it, it's weird because it's like, okay, I'm having fun, but like... I'm so glad I didn't pay 60 bucks for this. Yeah. Because so what, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing this in 14 days. So what is and, it that and, you're but it's doing like, I'm having game. fun and I kind of want to keep playing it, but also what there what is there to it? So okay, so the yeah, way so the what game you works do in the game that, that that is so fun but yet so uh what am I going to keep doing it's, it for? The the fun kind of comes from the randomness of it. Okay. Be, especially when you're playing with a group of people where like sometimes, you know, shit just happens you're just dicking around going like it, it almost feels like you're just hanging out with your friends going like what do you want to do today yeah i don't know what do you want to do today i don't know let's go do this and then something happens on the way to do it yeah this is a very much a simulator of what lethargic 20 somethings would have been like in pirate times Be pretty much yeah. do you guys want to just like i mean you guys want to sail around today or like what do you want to do I'm yeah like, oh, I let's mean, just go over to jeremy's boat and we'll just like hang out over there and see if he wants to do anything oh there's that island that's kind of shaped like an l like i kind of want to check that out yeah. All right, I guess. Yeah. Oh shit, a kraken. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, a kraken. Yep, it's just like back in the olden times. Yeah. Yeah. Um the the, the pirate millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for around the year 1000. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that old. No. It's um, definitely not that yeah. old. Uh but yeah, so okay, the, like there's just not enough to the game. Like there's only basically 3 missions in the game. Like three mission types or three missions total? Three mission types. Oh, okay. Yeah, not three missions total. I was going to say, like, what, there's three missions? And then what's the rest of the game? That yeah. sounds awful. It, like, the, the game starts up. Um, it gives you no clue, like, no instructions whatsoever for anything. Okay. Like, you literally just start. Uh, you don't even actually get to, like, create your character. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of annoying. Like, it, it starts off and it just has, like, uh, like six characters lined up. And... Um, and it just has like you can cycle through those six characters, and then you can hit refresh, and it just creates it six more characters. So there's no actual customization to it, which is kind of annoying because like you're like oh, I kind of want to make like my own dude. Yeah, it seems instead of annoying. just constantly hitting refresh, going like come on, give me something good. Yeah, I don't like character creators like that where it's it ge- randomly generates templates that yeah. you can get, but you can't pick your own pirate hat or pirate boots or like. I mean, you can't even like pick, you know, anything. You can't pick face or anything like that. You're just constantly hitting refresh until yeah. you get something close enough that to what you want that you're like, okay, I guess I'm stuck with this. Yeah, I don't. I hate character. And I'm like the kind that. of person who like I like to make myself in the game. Yeah, you, know, you don't get out much, so yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be a pirate in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I could go to Somalia, I guess, but I don't think that'll work out for me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> um, 
So like eventually, you know, you, you go through that and then it just pops you in a bar on an island and it gives you no instructions. So luckily when I, you know, and, and, and th- I figured this out when I was playing through the beta where I was just basically like constantly crashing my boat into stuff going like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just keep sinking. Um, and, Hopefully your uh, friends are better at uh, sailing than you are. Yeah. Like luckily I, when I went on to play, like I went on, you know, uh, everyone else had been playing all day and I went on at like 11 o'clock at night to play. So yeah. everyone else had already like gotten the gist of it. So I like hopped into a game with Skip and one of his friends. Yeah. Um, and they already kind of knew what they were doing. So they were like, all right, let's kind of just go. And we, and um, the way that the game is set up is there are three guilds, like three pirate guilds. Yeah. Uh, and each one of them gives you a certain mission type. So there's the Treasure Hunters Guild, which they give you a treasure map uh, with you know a standard treasure map, and you have to go and find the treasure on like the the appropriate okay. island. Okay, there. Cool. Yeah, there is the like uh, witchcraft pirate witchcraft guild, voodoo okay. guild that like the magic guild. Okay, uh, they give you a mission to go and kill a pirate skeleton and bring its head back to its skull back to them. Okay. And then there's the Traders Guild, which uh, they give you a crate and they tell you to go get a chicken. It's like a regular chicken. It just says like get a brown chicken. Okay. So you have to like go scour islands to find a brown chicken, put it in the cage, and then bring it back bring to it the back. guy and sell it. Uh, and that's it. Like that's the gist of the game. Each one of those guilds has like a rank, and every time you do missions for them, you rank up in them. Okay. And in, in doing so, you can unlock more stuff for your character. Because you don't get to create your character, but after they're created, you can like customize, customize them. You know, okay. you can't change the but face. At least you can do that. You can't change the face. You can't change like you can't even change like the hair color, or the eye color, or anything. But you can change like the beard and the hair. All right. Well, at least you can do some customization. But yeah. Once you unlock it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So you can like change like the beard. You can change the hair. You can get a pirate patch, an eye patch. You can change, you know, hat, uh, pants, gloves. Yeah. You can get a peg leg or a hook, you know, you can, you can change all that stuff. Um, and then you can also customize your ship. So you can go, uh, when, when you start the game up, it gives you the choice between, uh, if you want to play, obviously you play solo or like if you want to play as a group. Yeah. Uh, and then there's two types of groups. So there's the galleon, which lets you have four people in a crew and the sloop, which lets you have two people in a crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you can customize those two ships oh, like, okay. with different things. You go to a ship, right? And, you know, you can change the, the headmast and, like, the sails and various different aspects of the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also, like, weapons. You know, you can get different guns and different swords. And uh, there's three types of guns. There's just, like, the pirate pistol, the blunderbust, and, like, the looking glass, which is just a sniper rifle. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, like, you know, paint, change your cannons on your ship. So there's, yeah. like, a lot of, you know, even though you don't get to really create your main guy, like, your guy off the it bat. It seems like you, there's other stuff to There's do. still a lot of customization. Yeah. But that's all there is to the game. So, like, you go out and you talk to one of these guys and they give you a mission. They say, like, here's a treasure chest. go Or here's a map to a treasure chest. Go get the treasure chest. You get it. You bring it back to the guy. You sell it to him for gold. And then you buy customization stuff can you like can you choose to screw over the guild person and just be like this treasure is ours now we're pirates we're keeping this treasure no what yeah What's the a- only thing you can do with a treasure chest is take it to the guy and sell it to him and how like the you don't even you get pirate? to like open the treasure chest and look inside of it or anything whoa 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 so 
you you just have to do what the game tells like you can't there's no like freedom to it no what's the point you're a pirate you're, you should have the ability to be like screw you man this is a huge treasure chest like the last one you helped me find was this regular wooden box and this one's like this gilded cool looking like huge monstrosity with rubies and jewels inside i'm, I'm keeping it can't no. do that yeah nothing like that that's stupid yeah and you, you know that would be something that would be like a cool little twist on it yeah, because I imagine it'd be a thing where it's like, okay, they give you a, a mission, you go, and you get there, and this treasure chest is its massive, it's huge, it looks like the greatest treasure chest you've ever seen, and you go, you know what, screw it, and then at some point, you have to go back to get another mission, and they're like, hey, what the fuck happened, you never brought us that treasure chest, and you have like, you know, a choice wheel that says, like, a dialogue to, tree. yeah, where you have to try to talk your way out of it, the way that, like, uh, you know how Han Solo goes to meet Jabba and he's like, even I get bored sometimes. I had no choice. Like, that's why I didn't bring you your, that's why I didn't smuggle your cargo. I had to dump it because I, the people were on my tail. All you have to do is be like, no, some other pirates came and got the best of us, man. Like, we had three ships uh, looking for that treasure. I don't know what happened to it. And they can either trust you or not. And maybe you can work up those skill points to be better at lying or something like that. Like, that's pirate stuff. Yeah, none of that. That's, I mean, if, if anything, if it was the kind of thing where, like, for me. yeah, if anything, it was the kind of thing where, like I said, there's the guilds and you get reputation for completing the missions. Yeah. If it was a kind of thing sense. where, like, you get a treasure chest and the treasure chest is worth 5,000 gold, you can either take it for the 5,000 gold and forfeit the reputation or sell it to him for 1,000 gold and yeah. get the reputation. Well, you should be able, it should be like a, an infamous kind of thing where, you have a, a meter that you're either a good pirate or a bad pirate. And it's like, oh man, you don't want to wa- run into that guy. He's constantly stealing treasure for himself and he's never working with the guilds. And, yeah. and then maybe at some point the guilds have enough. And if your ranking gets low enough, they put a bounty on your head. And then maybe other players in the game can see that bounty or there's like AI that sees the bounty and come can try to like kill there's you. There's no or AI in the ship. game. Nothing? Yeah. So it's just populated with nothing or other people? Yes, just other people. Like, you Weird. can go to... But the I'm saying, I- like, if you get to an island, the island is barren unless other people happen to be on that same island? There are NPCs, like, okay. that you go to to get you the missions. Yeah. So there's... And there's, like, the shop NPCs to buy the stuff. So yep. there's, there's, like, the shipwright and the armory guy yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the... the but there's no, like, thing. villagers or... There's no, like, villagers, no people walking around. Like, huh. you can't find, like, an island with people just on it that might attack you. There are, like, skeletons that appear. Okay. Ghost skeletons that, like, appear and attack yeah. you. And there are snakes that'll like bite you and poison you, but otherwise, you, the only thing you have to look out for is other people. Can you fight the other people? Like, can you sword fight and have shootouts and stuff with other people, or no? Yes. Okay. Well, that's and cool, that's where like the core fun of the game. That's kind of where we had the most fun is running into other people. Yeah, that's where the game gets really inter- interesting. How often do you run into other people? Uh, fairly regularly. Like the world is. The world isn't actually all that very big, which is disappointing. Yeah. Um, there, I feel like there's only like 20 islands in the game, and the islands aren't exactly large. That's like they're, you can run across them in like a minute usually. Oh. They're, they're not like very huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like little things you can do. Like besides the missions, you can also randomly find stuff throughout the game. Like you can just be on an island and you can be like, oh, here's a. Like a a barrel full of monkeys, uh, a gun, barrel of monkeys. Yes, like a gunpowder. Oh, gunpowder. Okay, that makes. More and sense. you can take the gunpowder gag if you want. You can like take it and put it on your boat, and then bring it to the the um like the traders guild and sell it to them. 
without being instructed to. Yeah. Or like you might find like a golden chalice on a beach and you can take that to the gold guy and sell it to him. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so there's like the, the, you know, occasionally you'll run into those little things, but you know, you just have to constantly like keep your eye out for other people because like I said, the map's not very huge. Yeah. Um, and it, like sometimes I may, I don't know exactly how well it populates the world with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the exact amount. I think maybe it's only like four crews going to be in a game at a time. Oh, okay. Because um, it kind of sounds to me like it's a smaller pirate-based No Man's Sky, which doesn't sound as much fun as I want. I want a pirate-themed Grand Theft Auto online. Yeah, that's a, a, and a I'm good not, description. And I'm not hearing that, which yeah. kind of sucks. Like, I, I know that initially, like, you and plenty of others had a, the hiccup with the cartoony look of it, being like, that's not what I want my pirate yeah, game I to look like. Yeah, I got over it pretty quickly. Yeah, which I figured you would, because it's like, oh, I didn't like Wind Waker, because it looked like a cartoon, and they played Wind Waker, and Wind Waker's great. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, a way bigger hurdle for me to get over in terms of thinking that I this is a game I want to play. Because it's not on PC. Like, I was thinking about trying to see if my, like, computer can run it and playing it on PC, but it doesn't seem like I would even want to at this point because it doesn't have the fun pirate-like things that I would expect from a game where you're basically role-playing as a pirate. Yeah. Well, that's where it, like, kind of comes into, like I said, with the when you play with other people or when you run into other people. So there were numerous instances where... You know, we would be, you know, we, we went and we got like three treasure chests and we're like, okay, we got to get these treasure chests back to the, you know, the, the, the guy to sell them yeah. or like various other stuff. And we, you know, you, you get it and you like stick underneath the deck in your boat and you're sailing and, you know, you're going to the island and then, you know, somebody's up in the crow's nest with a, you know, a telescope and they're like, oh shit, there's a boat like docked there. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what do we do? Because like, if we get up there and they see us coming, they might turn around and attack us, and then we lose our treasure chests. Can you can you go onto their boat? Like, if they were wandering the island, could you get on their boat and steal their treasure chests? You chest? can. Oh, that seems cool. And then also, like, you can get into ship battles and sink their ship. And if you sink their ship, like, or like if your ship gets sunk, your treasure rises to the rises top. to the top, okay. and they can just jump in the water and grab it and then take it and sell it. That's so there's cool. that's like where the pressure comes in of yeah. like. That part the risk fun. the risk reward aspect of like okay do like what do we want to do here yeah or like you're going around and you're like hey there's a ship like you guys want to attack it you know like you're a four man galleon like a big three sailed ship with like a whole host of things and they're cruising around in a little sloop that just has one sail and two yeah. cannons on it but theirs is faster and turns better yours is bigger and takes more damage so it's yeah. kind of like all right dude, what do we want to do here like do we want to do we want to fuck with these guys or do we just want to sail by and see what happens and you know sometimes you're like you know let's just sail by and you're like cruising by and all of a sudden you just feel like yeah they fucking shot a cannon at us all right turn the boat around let's fucking go get them yeah see that seems like where they would be fun but it doesn't seem like you're running into people a lot yeah uh, you know like i said it's 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 not very big but it's still doesn't feel like they populate the world with enough people mm-hmm. and like there become, should be 64 people like make the world bigger and put 64 different yeah. crews like in there or whatever i like i don't know how well they properly fi- figured out the balance of it because yeah. if it's only it only feels like it's about like four crews um and like i said you like pick a crew so like it might just be one dude in a little boat versus four dudes in a big boat yeah which obviously you if you're the little guy you're not starting that fight yeah um is, but, you know, I feel like I at least always ran into somebody, like, enough 
Because there's also like the frustration aspect of it. Because like I said, it's risk reward. Because yeah. you're like, do I really want to fuck around right now or do I just want to get this mission over with? Exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes you're just sailing around and you don't have anything on you. So you're just like, all right, let's just cause havoc. Yeah, there's Why no reason not, not to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that I also don't like about the game because it doesn't feel like it's punishing enough. It's punishing when you have stuff. And you lose that stuff. Yeah. But when you have nothing, you're like, fuck it. I'm like untouchable. Well. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's no downside to this because there's no punishment for dying. There's no punishment for losing your boat. If you so if you if you're on a mission and you go and you have some crates and you're on your way back to go sell them to whatever guild you needed to sell them to, if you get sunk and you die, do you then lose standing with the guild because you didn't return the thing they asked you to do? Or do you just get a new ship, you go back to that island and start the mission all over again? You no, know, it's um I think you just lose the mission. But I mean the missions are essentially just randomly generated. So you don't like, get any punishment by being like, We sent you out to get that treasure chest and you brought us back nothing. Yeah, no, you, you don't you don't lose reputation, you don't like there's no punishment for it's not like there's a certain set of missions. It's they're just randomly generated. It's just a map that says go to this island. And like yeah. so there's only like twenty But still like the I would think the game should know enough to say, all right, you were on a mission. You died. Next time you talk to that guild, they're going to know you failed a mission. Like it somehow remembers and knows that you failed a mission. And therefore that hurts your standing with them. Maybe they don't give you as good of a treasure to go find because they can't trust that you'll bring it back because you, you sank the last time. Yeah. None of that. I feel like there should be some kind of risk. Reward there is, system there is no punishment at all in the game. Except for just losing the gold that you would have got from completing that mission, but you can just go. When you can just go mission. and do another mission and it get that gold. Matter. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So like, I don't like. I don't know. Like the idea is there. Yeah, and you got to find. I don't like, like the, the execution. You got to find the proper balance, I guess, because you don't want the game to be too frustrating. No. But you also don't want it to be too easy. And right now, the, there's feels like there's no punishment. Yeah. Like if it was you lose like a mon, you know, you use lose five percent of the gold you have if you die. Because when you the way that the game uh, dying and respawning works is, if you like say okay, so first like if your boat sinks, it just sinks into the ocean, and a mermaid comes up, and yeah, you yeah. talk to the mermaid, and they summon your boat and put you on it randomly on some other island. You know, it's not like just right then and there. You all of a sudden you'll be on another island, same fight over and over again. Yeah, you would just be you just appear on a random island, and your boat is there, and you just hop on it. So there's no punishment for losing your boat in any way. Um, and then if you die, you go to the afterlife to like the the ferryman ferrying you to the afterlife. Um, even though he doesn't actually ferry, you know, you're on a, a spectral ghost ship with like a ghost piloting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like you have to wait for a door to open up on the ship, and then you can walk through it and you come back to life. Uh, at that point, it pretty much it puts you where your boat is. Okay. So like, say if you're playing with friends, and you die, but they're still alive. Like yeah. you just spawn on the boat. Okay. Do you, uh, um, and you don't lose anything. So, and it's the kind of thing where like, okay, so how about you have to go to the ferryman and the ferryman's like, you have to give me 5% of your gold if you want to yeah, rejoin something. the afterlife. Yeah. So that there's at least some punishment. Is it a thing where, so if your boat takes damage in a fight, but you guys win the fight and sink their boat, do you have to pay money to get repairs on the boat? Or you just go repair the boat and it repairs itself. Repairing the boat is free. See, I feel like even then you there's, should. There's a, a okay, so it's free, but the way that the boat is set up um, is there are essentially three things on the boat. There's um, 
cannonballs, wooden planks, yeah. and bananas. The bananas are health. Yep. The cannonballs are cannonballs, and the wooden planks you need to repair the boat. Wait, the cannonballs are cannonballs? Yeah. I don't like anything. None of this game makes sense. <laughs> the cannonballs are cannonballs, and Got the it. wooden planks are repair the boat. Okay. Um, but you have to make sure that the boat is stocked with those. Yeah, well, yeah. So it'll be the kind of thing where, like, if you're walking around an island, you'll find, like, a barrel, and the barrel will have five cannonballs, and you have to, like, pick them up, take them to the boat, uh, and then make sure you store them in your cannon like chest yeah. or barrel. Okay. And the same with the wooden planks. So it might be the kind of thing where like you're sailing around and you're in a fight with another ship and you're like cruising around and you're loading up the cannons and then all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, we're out of cannonballs. And we're like, oh crap. Like we we can't shoot back. Like run. Yeah. Or it might be the kind of thing where like uh, say you're playing with four people. One person's manning the cannon. One person's sailing the ship. One person's manning like the sails. Because the, the way it's set up is um, – you know, you have to make sure you raise the sails to a certain length. Like yep. you can raise them and lower them. Like the higher they're raised, the more you turn, but you have less speed. Yeah. But if you pull them all the way down, like you get speed, but you can't turn as well. Um, and you also have to make sure, like you're watching the wind, so you're somebody has to constantly be adjusting the sails to catch the wind mm-hmm. to get like the max amount of speed. Yeah. So like you'll have like one person piloting, um, uh, or captaining the ship, one person manning like the sails, one person manning the guns, and another person below deck running around repairing the ship. Okay. And you have to just make sure, like, you have a whole bunch of wooden planks to repair ships. So, like, if you're getting peppered with the cannonballs, somebody's running around, like, hammering the shit yeah. out of that thing. And if you run out of wooden planks, you're like, oh, fuck. You're going to sink. We're going to sink. Yeah. So, like, you have to at least make sure it's stocked. But, yeah, there's no, like, monetary compensation. Mm. It's not to the point where, like, the ship is too damaged and you just, you know, lose all your attachments to it or something like that. Yeah. Like, it can't be like, oh my god, they shot the the uh, headmast off, and that's gone now. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like, okay, yeah, you can fix holes in the side with wooden planks, but like, yeah, what happens if your mainsail gets a rip in it from a cannonball? Yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, you can't shoot the you can't yeah. shoot the no, you can't see, shoot the mast. Yeah, you can't shoot the like the the. You can't shoot a hole in the sail. You can't shoot a hole in the sail That's to like slow you down or anything. All you can do is aim at the boat. You can't shoot like you can't try and aim for the mast and like knock it down. Oh yeah, see, I need I need more depth from this. Like you can't aim for like the gun barrels to cause an explosion. Like all it is is you can just put a hole in your ship. Okay, and somebody has to repair it. Again, I get I get like not wanting to make it and too painfully difficult, but I need. I feel like I need more difficulty to have this be a long-lasting fun thing. Because after a while, you're going to get bored of just doing the same three missions over and yeah, over Yeah, and, like, that's kind of where it is. Like, yeah. we played it, and we had fun, like, going around just being, like... For ten hours, and then who knows? I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. I mean, we, like, sailing around going, like, okay, like, let's, you know, oh, there's a ship, let's attack it. Or, like, oh, shit, there's a ship, like, let's get the fuck out of here because yeah. we don't want to get raided and lose all this treasure chest that we have down here. And, yeah, I feel like it's at the point where everyone's kind of already done with it. Huh. You know, last night I went online and I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody's playing uh, Sea of Thieves. And no, like, everyone was playing, like, Diablo or something else, yeah. you know? It, it seems like everyone's already done with it after, Oof. like, five days. That's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I get... Which, which kind of sucks is that, like, I do have fun with it, but then it's also, like... Okay, like, I'm just yeah. doing the same shit over and over again. Occasionally something interesting happens, but... 
I feel like the longevity of this game is really going to be what kind of special weeks can they have? Like what kind of special missions or special quests can you go on? Like what kind of event type? They do have those. Yeah. I haven't done one yet. But like, I feel like that's going to be the only thing that gives you longevity. It's like, okay, this is a special event for this week or this two weeks. If you want to participate, you got to go in and go talk to this special person. And it gives you something that's different than find a chest, find a chicken, find a skull. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what comes of it. I, I mean, mean, if you guys out there have played Sea of Thieves, definitely let us know uh, what you think of the game. But it seems like... Yeah. I mean, I've played enough games where, like, now the game is completely different from, like, what it was when it came out. Like, if, if I go back and I try and play The Division... Yeah. The Division has been updated and changed and balanced and, like, completely reworked a million times. Yeah. Diablo 3 has been completely changed from what Diablo 3 was when it started off. They've added all sorts of new stuff to keep the game constantly fresh with new things to play on it. And this game has the potential to be made really great down the line. Yeah. I just hope that, like, it hasn't sunk its own ship already. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like... It, this seems it, very it, much... might, it might be to the extent where uh, the Games Pass thing is a real hindrance to the game because everybody sixty dollars a piece and people just abandon it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the kind of thing like everybody's going to play it for a week and then give up. Yeah, and then nobody's going to be around. They're, they're going to play it for fourteen days and then cancel their Games Pass subscription and never touch it again. This seems like one of those things where this if, at least a... if you paid everyone was forced to pay sixty bucks for it, they would probably feel a little bit more like i already i paid money for it so might i might as well, as well keep it playing out. it yeah this seems like a game that uh would be perfect if it was in like an early access like if you were playing this on steam and it was early access yeah, and you're really? like oh you know what like all right there's the basis here for something pretty good and maybe i'll check back into it in six months when they've you know added a new area or a new ship type or a new mission type and i'll come back to it every so often until it's the game that i want rather than this is a full 60 dollar release this is a disc based game this is a thing that you'll get your updates but not the way that we would if we were still in beta for a while kind of thing yeah like this game really should have been a $20 early access game. Yeah. That's that's what the game feels like. Yeah, that's what it does it not feel like. like a full release. It does not it feels way too light on content and it feels like there's a really good gem hidden underneath it. Yeah. that needs to be worked on. I mean, you don't even sound like you do that much thieving. It sounds like you're just doing errands. Yeah, see. it really is. It's just doing errands and then occasionally if you want, you can like see a ship and attack it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope for people who bought it at $60 sake that it does get those kinds of updates that morph the game into being something more, um, and at least in terms of what we're looking for in a game, I hope we get that as well. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, like, things that they need to add to this game. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're just, like, sailing around going, like, you know what this game could really use? Like, your own pirate fortress. That would be cool. Like, if you could customize yeah. your own, like, island fortress. And then you could do raids on people's island fortresses. Like, yeah. say you have, like, your uh, your gold stash on an island. Yeah. And you have to, like, build fortifications, but other ships can come by and be like, yo, let's fucking launch some cannons at this place. Yeah. And, like, raid it. Yeah. I feel like it could use something like that or more NPCs or more, like, AI characters to interact it, with that was or another something. Thing. That's like, another thing. It, like, um, it could use, like, the 
pirate hunters. There should be like an NPC pirate hunter ship yeah. that just like that'll cruise around and start attacking people. Yeah. Like the the East Indian Trading Company's guard ships. Yeah. That's or, what there or, was in like uh, in Assassin's Creed. Like, yeah. There would just be ships that's like, oh, you better avoid those patrol ships because otherwise the three of them are going to attack you and try to sink you. Yeah. You know, something to give it more difficulty. Yeah. So I'm constantly like playing it going, okay, I could think of a lot of ways to make this game great. Like hopefully yeah. they do it, you know? Yeah, and I think they're listening to the community because I've seen a lot of posts where they're like, you know, we hear you and we, we understand this complaint or that complaint. And, you know, the game's all, we're always going to be working on this game. It's going to be a thing we're always constantly updating. So hopefully we get to see more of that in the future. Because I know you're a big fan of pirates, Joe, and I mm -hmm. want you to have the best possible uh, pirate game. But um, so I think we talked enough about Sea of Thieves. So we'll move on uh, to the news items of the week. We don't really have a big story to talk about. Sea of Thieves was kind of that. Um, Pretty so, much, yeah. Uh, we spent a good chunk of time talking about that. So we'll just run through some lightning round, not lightning round related things. We'll start things off lightning round uh, with the uh, Nintendo Nindy Showcase. They did the Nintendo Direct uh, the week before. And then this week was all about the indie scene, which is thriving on Switch. I was in a store the other day and heard a guy talking to the salesperson about how, you know, he... His, his, he remember talking to his wife about wanting to get a Switch, and they're like, well, you're just going to – you already have games. Like, why do you need this other system? And he ends up buying games that he bought on other consoles just to play them on Switch just because he can um, for all these, like, little indie games and things yeah, like that. Yeah, play so, them portably. Yeah. Um, so the Indie Game Showcase is thriving. Uh, a bunch of new games got – uh, announced we'll just run through them and joe if you have any that you want to talk about just go ahead and stop me so uh we got mark of the ninja remastered stealth action game looks kind of cool Nothing i played really... the, first, uh, the original version yeah the non-remastered version on the uh 360 um it's a really fun game yeah yeah um i never finished it it might be it seems like a kind of like perfect game for the switch yeah because you can just play it, you know, little by little. Yeah. So I'd like to. That might be my pickup, just because I would. I would like to go back and actually like get a chance to finish it. Yeah, and it's just again, it's a good thing to play uh, portably. Uh, we then got Fantasy Strike. Looks like it is a, a fighting game with martial arts and magic and. Um, you know, simple 2D sprites and things like that. So that one looks kind of cool. Nothing much to it. Uh, one that I was excited for called Just Shapes and Beats. It is a, a musical bullet hell shooter. So I like bullet hell games. I think they're a lot of fun. I always play them in spurts, so playing them portably. But I also enjoy, like, music rhythm games and things with good soundtracks. So this one seems right up my alley. Um, something that I'll probably check out uh, when it comes out uh, this summer. It's a timed exclusive, so you'll be able to play it on Switch first, which I feel like is really going to be where they need to hit home is getting these timed exclusives and things where they're not getting, you know, South Park a year later or six months later or whatever. Like for these indie games that everyone wants to play on Switch, they really got to get out front and get them, get them early and often. So uh, we got a game called Garage, which is uh, it looks like Hotline Miami with zombies. Yeah, that's the what I got from the trailer. Um, it is uh, inspired by VHS era B movies. Uh, it's coming, which I guess I mean, it's kind of like what Hot Mind Miami was, also. Yeah, but you know, for eighties like action movies as yeah. opposed to horror zombie movies. Yeah, so top down shooter published by Tiny Build. Yeah, you're just uh, various weapons and things like that, trying to stay alive. Uh, pretty standard fare, but it looks like again like a Hotline Miami type of uh, yeah. Game. And despite the fact that I really liked Hotline Miami, Same. this trailer 
I just got, I was like, oh, it's just some like a hotline Miami zombie game. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Who asked for that? Yeah, like I'm not much for I'm not much for zombie games. I'm also not much for horror movies. So any references or fun little nods, like I'd probably get them, but they're not gonna like make me like go, ooh, yeah, I get that one. Like, yeah. So it's not really a game uh, necessarily for me. Uh, we have an Adult Swim game called Pool Panic. It, doesn't really figure out what this is no it's a bunch of levels it looks like it's both some parts pools some parts like rpg yeah you're playing you're as a... a cue ball and there's a lot of weird stuff going on in there as i would assume from an adult swim related title yeah um there's also local multiplayer which is kind of cool um you know every the games that have multiplayer on switch tend to do really well um so not necessarily saying it's going to be anything bad or anything great but it just doesn't seem like something that's up my alley yeah i felt the same thing i was like okay this is like looks kind of interesting but it doesn't necessarily look all that fun yeah exactly because it it was a funky trailer but it didn't really give any instance of like what kind of game it is so uh that was a little weird uh we then got a game called bomb chicken uh unsurprisingly enough it is about a chicken that lays bombs instead of eggs um and it's basically just a puzzle platformer so um in the trailer you see him you know he'll lay a bomb and then kick it to blow some stuff up or lay a series of bombs to then raise the chicken up to get to the next platform but you gotta jump before the bombs start exploding correct you have like a very short fuse yep um i mean i'm not really a huge fan of puzzle platformers like i didn't like uh what was that Bomberman? Not Bomberman, but uh, Explosion Man, mm-hmm. like those kind of things. I was never like a huge fan of those. Yeah, I like I like the skill based platformers, like Super Meat Boy. Yeah, uh, I didn't play it, but like things like Celeste are, yep. are more interesting. Celeste to me. was a lot of fun. Um, but the like the more physicy based ones are like the uh, I'm trying to think of like other ones that were like that. Yeah, I'm blanking too. Yeah, but like those are the ones I kind of don't really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I probably will pass on this one. I mean, there's like too many me or um, yeah, I'm still blanking. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna constantly be coming up with ones in my head like while we're going like oh like this one. Yeah, um, I mean if the reviews are great, I'm always down to try an indie game, especially on Switch. So um, I mean I'm not gonna I'm gonna sleep on it for now, and then if it turns out to be fantastic, maybe I'll give it a go. Uh, when it comes out in the summertime. Uh, one of the big ones from this showcase that got people really excited was Luminez Remastered. Uh, I played Luminez back because it was a launch title for PSP, yes. I recall. Yes, it was. Um, back when you only had a handful of games on the PSP. I always loved my PSP as well as my Vita. I was a big Sony handheld supporter. Um, so I really liked this game back in the day, and it's getting uh, remastered for the Switch. A uh, complete HD remake will have a single and local multiplayer as well. So Yeah, I was a huge fan of Luminous also. So this is probably going to be a must-buy for me. Yeah. Um, because those were like the perfect... I think I think I like Luminous a lot more than like Tetris because you felt like it felt close enough to Tetris, but it also felt like you were kind of getting a little bit more out of it because of the music. That's blasphemy. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Um, no, but yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. If you haven't played Luminous before, this is probably the perfect opportunity to do so. Um, and a lot of games that people maybe slept on for previous consoles and things like that usually get a better like second you know, second chance on switch. So, uh, we'll get a good indication of how that'll do, uh, when it comes out. 
I think later this year. It doesn't have a release date, but everything else is later this year yeah. as well. So uh, we also have a game called Reigns Her Majesty. Um, take control of your kingdom by swiping left and right on various requests from people in your kingdom. Um, I guess this is a... Yeah, the link for this one didn't work, so we couldn't actually watch the trailer for it. Uh, it sounds like it's a Tinder game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's Tinder Tinder Kings and Queens. No, um, I, I saw the trailer in the video, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I don't really recall what this one was, but the Switch version will have exclusive local co-op multiplayer um, when it comes out in the spring, so at the very least, you're getting something special if you're just getting it on the Switch. Uh, there's a game called Lightfall. It's a fast-paced platforming adventure. Now, these uh, are the ones that, like I was saying, I like. I like these you know more skill-based platformers yeah and this one looked kind of interesting it looked like it's almost kind of a like an endless runner but you create the platform it's more about your character makes the platform appear underneath him when you press the button yeah so that'll help you get from area to area yeah so it looks like it's more about like knowing like the proper height in which to make the platform to make the jump yep to, to, to like make your way through the level as opposed to it almost kind of has like a bit of a flappy bird feel to it kind of where you're like you're more trying to figure out the right way to make it through the jumps as opposed to Can just you make making the jump, the jump itself. Yeah. Um, the what's cool about this game is it will have a speed run mode and global leaderboards. So those people that are so inclined, I will can't be wait able to be to, at the bottom of that leaderboard. I know, me too. Um, yeah, so those people that are so inclined to try to get that like competitiveness out of the way will be able to do so uh, with uh, Lightfall, which is coming uh, to the Switch in the spring. It is a timed console exclusive as well. Um, so another good win for Nintendo there. Uh, there's another game called West of Loathing. Uh, it looks like it's from the makers of another game that seems very similar. It's stick figure Western characters. It says it's filled with plenty of puzzles, puns, and turn-based combat. So... Uh, it could be a fun little game. It's got kind of a quirky art style to it with the stick figures and the black and white, you know, black and white feel to it. It doesn't really jump out at me, even though I am a huge fan of puns. Yeah, I just the, the for me, the design, um, just put my phone on silent. For me, the design of it, I, I was like, I, I don't think I want to keep looking at this for too long. No. It's just stick figures. Like, yeah. this is going to get really fucking dull really fucking quick. I mean, usually games that have those kinds of things do a good job of making jokes about themselves frequently enough. Like where being self-aware. Yeah, so it doesn't get, like, repetitive and annoying because every once in a while, like, they make a joke and you're like, ah, you could only make that joke with this and I appreciate you for that. So, I mean, if this game does a good job of that, then I won't have a problem with it, but it doesn't jump out to me as anything particularly noteworthy. Yeah. Uh... Next was a game called Pode. It's a co-op puzzle game inspired by Norwegian art and culture uh, coming this spring as well. So uh, I usually like games that pull from a specific like regional art style or something of that nature uh, just because it, it gives it something different. Like I've never played a game that takes inspiration from Norwegian. I don't even know what happens in Norway. Yeah. See, there you go. You could learn a thing or two. I think they have like sharks there. I think that's the place where they bury the shark in the ground and then like come back a month later and then eat the shark. I that's I think the extent I know about Norway. Wow, that's disgusting food. <laughs> that's more than me. I didn't know that they did that with shark in Norway. But yeah, the game looks kind of cool. It's just got a cool, uh, cool art style to it. Uh, we've also got a game here called The Messenger. It is a uh, side-scroller that lets you switch between 8-bit and 16-bit because um, it's a time travel adventure. The one weird thing about this trailer was it just showed the 8-bit stuff. 
And I feel like that's a weird choice because that seems like the cool feature to it is that it's both 8 and 16-bit and there's time travel aspects. And I feel like showing that off would have got me more excited. Yeah, so the game looks like it's very, like, Shinobi-ish. It does. It's a fast-paced, yeah. like, action. Like a Ninja Gaiden. I'm yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Kind of thing. Uh shinobi type thing where you're like running around you know dodging attacking blah 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 um and yeah so it says like you know you switch in between 8-bit and 16-bit and you see the future and the trailer is like the guy running around the 8-bit stuff and i'm like okay this looks pretty cool i can't wait to see what the 16-bit stuff looks like and the trailer just ends with like him getting to the point where he can now switch it to the 16-bit yeah and then the trailer ends and i was like no fuck you like what is it different is it just the same game but it looks better it might be. is there like a different gameplay aspects of this like i want to know what the point of that is because that's the thing that made me interested <laughs> granted it may be a thing where they don't want to give away too much especially not in an announcement trailer uh, and that you'll have to play the game to really experience that so this is one i want to keep an eye on and when preview events and things come around we'll get a good look and see if maybe there's something more to it than that that gets me kind of excited but who knows uh that comes this summer uh one good thing about that too is that it's got all kinds of like upgrade systems and skill trees and uh and things like that so that'll be a cool aspect of it as yeah. well i mean even the 8-bit stuff looked really cool so i'll still definitely pick this one up but come yeah. on don't like fucking Tease me with that shit. Or show me a screen of the 16-bit. Like, yeah. Maybe end with a 16-bit thing so I see... It only showed him like standing there in yeah. 16-bit. But I want to know if the game is different or if it's just a graphical upgrade. Yeah, which it might be. But again, I think they may be... Because I feel like it'd be a kind of a like drop the ball if all it does is just make it look better. Yeah. Maybe there's like some sort of aspect of like because it says it's time travel, if you do something in the eight bit stuff and it affects how things happen in the sixteen bit thing. Yeah, maybe. That would you know, be kind of like, cool. You have to make sure to smash the wall so you can come back here when it's sixteen bit and it's smashed. Yeah. And if you don't, like you can't get into this special area later on. That would be kind of cool. That'd yeah. be a nice little wrinkle to add to it. Um Let's see. So the next video was a game called Bad North. It looks like it's just a tower defense game of sorts, though it's described as a uh, roguelite real-time strategy game. I was not wowed at all by this trailer. No. Like nothing I wanted to watch. I, for some reason, I've never gotten into the roguelike stuff. No. It's never grabbed me in any way, shape, or form. I like tower defense things, and I'm okay with real-time strategies. Yeah, I'm also not but... a tower defense fan. I like RTS. I don't like tower defense, and I don't like roguelike. Yeah. So this game, I was just like, no, I'm good. No, pass. And I don't even know how you do a roguelike tower defense or like RTS thing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you'll see when it launches this summer, if you're so inclined to play this game. Uh, And then the last thing, uh, and this was kind of a super big announcement for those that uh, care about this particular franchise. I am not super familiar with it, so this didn't wow me in any sort of way. But um, the uh, Banner Saga 3 is coming to Switch, as well as the first two Banner Saga games are coming. I know enough to know that that's a big franchise and a big deal, but not enough to know why I should care. Which is, I mean, that's that's me personally. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm super happy that people get the conclusion to this uh, this trilogy, but... I also don't know jack shit about what the Banner Saga is. Yeah. I think I have the first two games because they were given away as games with gold. Oh, maybe. But I never bothered trying them. Yeah. And I don't, I like, I, I just remember looking at the, um, looking at the, um, just 
the box art. Going yeah. Like, okay, like, it looks like some sort of fantasy thing. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the conclusion of the trilogy comes to Switch this summer. The first two titles will also come to the console, so you can play through the entire uh, mature and story-driven adventure completely on the Switch. So, um, and player choices will carry throughout all three of the titles, so it's good that the other ones are coming there as well, so you don't have to do those weird, like... Um, you know, there's like weird mini games at the beginning of ones where player choices matter, where you have to do something to essentially make the choices that you would have made in the other games without playing through those games. Um, so for people interested in the Banner Saga, uh, all of the games are coming to Switch, uh, and that will do it for the Nindy Showcase. Joe, what were you most looking forward to out of that list? Uh, probably Luminous. Yeah. I really loved Luminous back in the day, and it was one of those ones where like more of them kept coming out, but like they never were as good. Yeah. Like, I never played any of the other ones because the first one was just better. Yeah, and it felt like it's long enough time since then where I'm yeah. like, yeah, I could totally get it. <gasps> Excuse me. I could totally get into that again. Yeah, because that game came out in, like, 2006. Whenever it was that the 2004? PSP came out. No, 2004, the PSP came out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been quite some 14 time. 14 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that one, but also Just Shapes and Beats, just from a new game perspective, like a game I haven't played before. Uh, just shapes and beats seems like it's the most my speed so um so yeah that was it for the nindy showcase this week let us know what your favorite game from that is or if you are a big fan of the banner saga you can tell me exactly why it's so great and why joe or i should play it all right uh lightning round uh joe ubisoft this week dodged a major bullet that they've been ducking and weaving from for i think several years now uh and they are they essentially reached an agreement with a big company, Vivendi, to avoid a hostile takeover, which we don't get a lot anymore, hostile takeovers. That seems like a, a bygone it's business a very tactic. 80s thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a business tactic from way back in the day. Um, but yeah, we talked about it before. Uh, yeah, we have mentioned like it how before. they were like how they were dealing with it and how it was looking like it might have been getting to the point where like it was an inevitability that it would happen. Uh, Vendi has been like slowly over the last couple of years, just buying up as much Ubisoft stock that they could could, until they got to the point where they had enough, where they just took control of the company. Yeah. Um, it seems now that Ubisoft, uh, has teamed up with Tencent, which is a Chinese internet provider. Uh, they were the ones that also teamed up with, um, PUBG Corp. Yep. For releasing PUBG uh, worldwide. Mm hmm. Uh, and they they teamed up with them and they struck a deal with Vendi where they're like, look, like we have enough money where we can buy back all of our stocks now. So we're gonna buy back our stocks, or we're gonna completely prevent you from buying any more stocks. So it was basically like you can have the stocks you have, but you're not gonna get any more, and it's not gonna do any good because you're not gonna get the company. So just sell them back to us. Yeah. And Vendi was like, all right, you got us. Yeah. You something know. from nothing. Yeah. Deal. So I think Tencent got 10% of the company, and then they got all their stock back, so now they're in full control. So, uh, I mean, that's good. I don't really know like how good or bad it would have been for Vivendi to buy Ubisoft. Well, it would have been a, it would have been a big corporate partner, or not partner, but like a corporate entity probably telling them what to do, yeah. which you don't necessarily want. And, I mean, Ubisoft had a lot of down years, and this past year in 2017, they seemed to have a big uptake. People really took to uh, the new Assassin's Creed. South Park was well-received, so yeah. uh, it seemed uh, like they had a good uh, year. Rainbow Six yep. is still going strong at this point and is actually doing like even better than it was when it started. Yeah, aren't that's, they- that's a game that constantly updated itself to the point where... like. 
people now loved it compared to what it was when it came out. They did uh, Division as well, right? Yep, Division was also. Yeah, a big they just one announced for it. Division Two, which people were excited. Yep. So they had a pretty they had a pretty decent year. So the fact that they don't have to, they no longer have to Couple worry about years. this looming, like, yeah. hostile takeover. Probably is a good thing they can focus on, you know, better products and things like that, and making. The good decisions they seem to be making now that they weren't necessarily making a couple of years ago when they had bad Assassin's Creed games or no Assassin's Creed games. So. Yeah, and they said that now that they partner with Tencent, they're going to be expanding into China. So we'll Which probably get a, yeah, we'll get a new studio in China to make stuff. So we'll see what games come out of that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, lightning round. Joe, we got a essentially rumor confirmation based on uh, a picture that got sent out that we are getting a new Lego game. Would you like to guess which Lego fran- which franchise is getting the Lego treatment? Um, let me think. I'm going to say Aliens. No, that'd be really cool, though. <laughs> uh, no, it's The Incredibles. The Pixar movie that is getting a sequel this summer uh, is also getting a Lego game. Most likely, it's going to tell the story of the first movie as well as the second. I have to assume it's going to be usually what they do. one of those things. Uh, there's no specific release date on it. Uh, it was basically it was toy packaging that confirmed uh, the game was in development. Uh, so it was the back of an instruction manual in a Lego Junior Incredibles set. That confirmed the game was coming. Based on the picture, it's coming to PS4, PC, Switch, and Xbox One. So all of the the major platforms. Um, I talked recently about how I'm kind of out on Lego games, despite uh, having just seen The Incredibles for the first time very recently uh, and enjoying it and looking forward to the sequel. Uh, I'm probably going to skip this one. I mean, I'm going to buy it just because it's what I do. But I are have... you are you a big Incredibles fan? Uh no, like I like the movie, but it didn't. I I watched it the one time, and I was like, that was good. Yeah, like that was enjoyable. You know, it didn't stick with me in any way. Like when they announced the sequel, I was like, oh okay. Like I didn't even, I didn't, even, I didn't even watch the trailer for the new one because I just was like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. It it's eventually. a Pixar movie, so it's not going to be like the worst thing in the world. Even though Pixar's made some pretty bad movies lately, I feel like. Nope. No, they haven't. They're still killing it. Like the cars. Two and stuff that was bad. Well, yeah, the Cars ones are just the ones that nobody likes. Yeah, but kids love Brave. Them. I hated Brave. Oh yeah, Brave wasn't. I never saw Brave, but I heard it wasn't as good. But yeah. that was five years ago. Brave came out. I what, did, what did they put out recently? Actually, now that I think about it. Uh, oh, the Good Dinosaur that wasn't good. They skipped that one. Uh, what did uh, they just? Put I didn't out? care about In or Out. Oh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside Out is fantastic. Inside uh, Out is I didn't, really good. I didn't bother seeing it. Oh, it's I really like, good. You like, should watch it. Uh, Make you tear up. They did uh, Coco. That was them didn't, last year? Didn't watch Coco. Coco's that, was, fan- that was them? Yeah, Coco's fantastic. Oh, I didn't know that was them. Yeah, I thought that t- was uh, DreamWorks. No. Oh. Um, yeah, Coco's fantastic. You should definitely see that. It's really good. Really? Yeah, like I said, like it, they, even Pixar hasn't really been lighting my world on. Like I felt really no desire to see anything that they've put out in a while. Oh, yeah. I, um, see, I see, see them all. Yeah, and then and then like so I'm not a big fan of the Incredibles and also like I don't know exactly if you could base an entire game off of just that. Like I feel like they should do like Lego Pixar the game. That'd be fun. And like, you know, have like a Toy Story level yeah. and then like have the Incredibles level and have a Ratatouille level. Cars level, whatever. Cars level. Yeah. I don't know how you could do cars with a Lego game. What do you mean you drive cars around? What are you talking about? It'd be all races. Oh, yeah. You go into the cars world and it's just you do races with Lego cars. What do you mean you don't know how they do that? I mean, like, they're not Lego figures. Yeah, but they're cars. Like, 
there are there are levels where I fly the you know a spaceship in Lego Marvel. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Think right. it through, man. Yeah. Um, so like, I feel like that would be a little bit more interesting yeah, than just true. the Incredibles. What I assume will probably happen is there'll be something where there are levels that are the before they got married time where there was like we're superheroes, we're everywhere, and then there'll be the plot of the first movie. And then there'll be like the plot of the second movie, and that will be what encapsulates the whole game because that's how you would flesh out the two. Because I think the second movie starts like right after the first one, so you could tell because both the baby's stories. still a baby, yeah. so so you could tell both stories in one game. But then you also pad it out with you know other missions that Mister Incredible and Invisit Girl went on before they got married. Because that's the thing I was thinking about. Because another part, big part of the Lego games are the massive cast of characters. Yeah. And I mean, I've only seen the first one. I don't know what's in the second one, but there's not a lot of characters. Like no, there's, there's the family, the, there's the Frozone. family, Frozone, and the bad guy. Yeah. And that's it. That's why I think they'll have. And then maybe the Underminer at the end of it. I, that's why I think they'll have things where they flesh out. The before they got married time where superheroes were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they had to do that. But at that point, you're also, at that point, you're just playing a game with a bunch of made up characters just for that game. Like, unless that's aspects of the movie coming out. I don't want to play with like, just generic superhero dude that they made up. Well, not necessarily made up, but like in the first movie, there's a thing where he's going through a list of all the people that he used to know that were superheroes that syndrome is taken out. Okay. So it'll be like, I, it's been, oh, like yeah. I said, it's been a while since I saw it. Yeah. So I don't remember everything. I just watched it for the first time like a month ago. So like oh. it's more fresh in my mind, but yeah, I mean, if you like Incredibles, I'm sure no matter what they put in there and they flesh out that Incredibles world, I'm sure people are going to be jazzed for that. Hmm. Um, I may check it out, but probably not. If there's an exclusive minifigure, I'll definitely get it. But do you even care if there's an exclusive minifigure? If it's Disney, if it's Pixar based for a I thing care you don't really care about? Exclusive figure. <laughs> okay. So good decisions. Made I have some of the Incredibles figures already. Well, yeah, the ones because they were in the Disney, Disney set. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, lightning round. We got confirmation this week that there will be a splash uh, Splatoon tournament uh, at E3 this year again. So. All you big Splatoon fans uh, can look forward to watching some high-class Splatoon action. I like that game and didn't like watching tournaments of it. Yeah. It's not as compelling a game as they want it to be. It's way more fun to play than it is to watch. It definitely is. Because I watched them play, and some people, like despite being good at the game, are really bad at the game. Like They're good at the killing and the painting and the stuff, but they're really bad at the strategy of doing like tower control or splat zones or some of the game types that you have to play in those like league matchups. A lot of people are just really bad at that. And that's where the fun comes in. But I don't know. It, it might be worthwhile seeing, especially with people having another year under their belt of playing together, learning the best strategies, finding the best ways to play. So maybe that's why I didn't like it last year's because the game was too new. And with a whole extra bit of time, the teams can be more cohesive. Um, but I don't know. We'll see at E3 this year. But the the bigger part of that story was that not only is Splatoon getting a tournament this year, but also the new Smash is getting a tournament as well. Um, so there will be a Smash tournament again uh, at E3. I think the I don't remember the last time there was a Smash tournament. It probably would have been around the time the last one came out on Wii U. I mean, like they have them at Evo and stuff. Yeah, no, but they have them for like Melee, and they do have them for the Wii U one. But yeah. like the fact that it's a new Smash and That's it's a Smash be interesting tournament because. Uh, like how uh, is this going to be? Bef- I'm assuming this is going to be before the game comes out. Obviously, yeah. 
So the people competing in this tournament, I mean, it's not like the... Um, it's not reinventing the wheel. Yeah, it's not like the mechanics are vastly different. I mean, they might be in this one. They might kind of completely overhaul everything. But the characters that they probably give you are a Mario, a Link. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested if like it was more of the new characters. Like they'll probably be an Ink, uh, like a, I'm sure like the Inkling kids are going to be. Yeah, in it. but who's going to pick them? Because they might be like, if you're a pro Smash player, and they're like, okay, here's this tournament. You're not going to pick the new character that no one has tried before. You might because you're so good, or you think that you've got it. Uh, and granted, there might be people who are streamers or professional Smash players. They'll probably be the ones in this tournament, and they'll probably get the competitive demo of the game ahead of time to like play with. Mm. I feel like that's a thing that probably happens because they don't want to give, you know, people this game cold. They want them to have it look exciting and compelling. So um, it's going to take place June 11th and 12th in Los Angeles at E3. Um, given Nintendo's tendency to debut its E3 announcements in a direct just before the show kicks off, it's likely our first look at Smash Brothers for Switch uh, will come from that as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that means that the game comes out really soon. It's coming out in 2018, so... Well, I mean, that's what they said. Yeah. You know, I've never heard... <laughs> they say 2018, and my mind instantly goes like, okay, it'll be out in 2019. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I hope this is one of those situations where like the game was a lot farther along than we ever knew about. Yeah, it, it's entirely possible. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more from it, and I know like it's going to be a big deal. So uh, I'm sure we'll get more details as it gets closer, especially if we get like first looks and things like that at uh, at that multiplayer mode. So. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be down to watch a Smash tournament whenever because those are always yeah Smash tournaments are fun, as really fuck. fun and compelling. So, all right, uh, lightning round, Joe. We talked last week about Modern Warfare Two most likely getting a remaster. Um, it seems that we've gotten more information from that, though it's not good news because we had talked about how when Modern Warfare One got remastered and sold separately, it was forty dollars. Mm-hmm. And the the leak that we saw last week from the Italian Amazon. Um, Said that it was going to be $30. Amazon. Amazon. Uh, said it was going to be $30. And we wondered why. The yes. game is just as good. Some people like it better. It's some people's favorites. Uh, I mean, I just kind of assumed that, like, okay, the first one's out now. So, like, yeah, we did the experiment. Let's just now start putting it out. Putting it a little bit cheaper. Yeah, maybe it didn't sell well $40. Maybe when we put it on sale, it sold better. Yeah. But it uh, turns out the reason for that seems to be that this game is going to be single player only. Does that change your opinion about buying this game? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, when I talked about the other one, I said that the single player was my favorite part of it. Yes. And it has a very, very good single player. Yeah. Uh, it also does not seem like the single player should be worth $30. No. Especially for a game that old at this point. Yeah. I, I've talked about in the past where, like, I would be fine with Call of Duty if they did something like that, where, like, they sold single player for 20 bucks, multiplayer for 20 bucks. And like the zombie mode for twenty bucks or yeah. whatever the various other mode that they had, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can buy it piecemeal because a lot of these games people only buy it for one thing. There's yeah. people that love the Call of Duty single player and they hate the multiplayer. Yep. Um, at this point, thirty dollars for a multiplayer for a single player campaign for a game that's like ten years old. Yeah. When did it come out? Two thousand. Did it come out in two thousand eight? Uh, yeah, I think so. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine? I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, so. I mean, and, like, really, in the end, yeah, people buy Call of Duty for the multiplayer. That's, like, the main draw of it. I like the single player, like I said, but I don't don't think you can do one without the other. Yeah, let's see. Uh, It came out November 10th, 2009. 
2009. Okay, so, so nine years old. Nine-year-old game. Yeah. So you're going to pay 30 bucks for the campaign only of a nine-year-old game. That seems like a huge ripoff. $40 for the game and the single or, and the multiplayer already seemed like a huge ripoff to me when the first one came out. Yeah, it's uh it's just a ridi- it's a ridiculous thing. Uh, granted, most people are probably going to want to play the multiplayer for the newest Call of Duty for Black Ops 4. Like that seems to be where most people are going to want to go and maybe they saw that Yeah, that's like the only thing I can think is maybe that they they realized that they were cutting into their own marketplace by putting out essentially two games in one yeah. like when uh Infinite Warfare and 4 came out or Modern Warfare came out. Yeah. Um, but also the rumors pointed to the game coming out in the spring, like in April or May, you've then got several months of people being able to play that older games multiplayer before black ops four comes yeah, out. True. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So like if they were both coming out in September, yeah. Okay. That's not exactly a good strategy, but this looks like it's coming out in the spring if it's to be believed. So it seems like it would just kind of be a perfect placeholder game for like for call of duty fans at that point that are like already burnt out at uh, world war two, but like still looking forward to the next one and they just need something else to tide them over. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I guess you're mad that people are no longer playing world war two if that's the case, but I mean, at least they're playing your game, you know? So that's just, it seems really weird. Um, I, that when I was checking on the, uh, the release date, I saw an article here. Um, and this is a quote from Robert Bowling, who I'm not quite sure what it is, but they call him the former face of Call of Duty. I'm sure he was somebody who worked on it. The name doesn't jump out at me, though. He says, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered without multiplayer would be like a car without an engine. Doesn't matter how much I love the car if I can't pick up my friends. He's probably like a world championship multiplayer dude. Let's see, Robert Bowling. People are probably like, you don't know who Robert Bowling is? Unbelievable. Uh, Robert Bowling. Tried Robert Bowling Call of Duty. Oh, is also known by username 402. Okay, so he was a Wait, hold on. competitive He's a, player. Nope. He was, hold on, pulling up the article. Uh, he's Infinity Ward's former creative strategist and community manager. Oh. Um, so he worked at Infinity Ward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and any official information rec- regarding those games in the Call of Duty franchise was released through him. So uh, he worked there until 2012. So obviously he has a long-standing history with this franchise, and he's right. You put out a game yeah. like Call of Duty with no multiplayer. Granted, the storyline is fantastic, and everybody loves it, and it's widely regarded by some, including our own Joe, yeah. as being as, their favorite. I, and honestly, probably one of the more engrossing stories in a game ever. And yet, so like, I get it that that's, you think that that's an important enough story to put out by itself. But it's also a story that's been out for nine years. Your bread and butter is your multiplayer. Yeah. But yeah, it just seems silly that you would do this. Yeah, because like going back to what I was talking about selling the game piecemeal style, if they gave that as an option where they were like, okay, it's, you know, even if it's like 30 bucks for the single player, 30 bucks for the multiplayer, or if it was 20 bucks for the single player, 20 bucks for the multiplayer, 20 bucks for the other thing, whatever it is. I would imagine the multiplayer would outsell the single player at that point on like a 10 to 1 ratio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I but mean, just if, if there was like, yeah, like, here's Call of Duty multiplayer, here's Call of Duty single player. Multiplayer would sell gangbusters compared to the other one. Yeah. So it seems just weird that they're going with the one that's obviously not going to be the biggest draw. Yeah. And just like, I don't know what it costs to run servers or any of like the back end logistics of putting out a new multiplayer game. But I have to assume it's got to be worth it for the amount. Because now you've just probably cut 
like you said, you've probably cut the purchase base by a third. Like if there was a hundred people that were going to buy Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, now only 33 of them are going to buy it to play the single player. And the other 66.6% of the people are going to be like, nope, I wanted it for multiplayer too. Like I love that single player, but not at 30 bucks. Yeah. And also it's a single player they played before. Yeah. Like, so, and even if you didn't, even if you were like, say you were one of those people that was younger and you just played the multiplayer and you were like, oh yeah, I just want to play multiplayer with my friends. I just want to, you know, beat noobs and yell obscenities at older people because I'm a child. And now you're like, but you know what? Wait, I you actually, be a child to do that? That's, that's in cool. Call of Duty, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go back and you say, you know what? I always heard really good things about pastime. it. I would go back and play it. But now they can't because you're just going to. I don't know. It just seems silly. Yeah. It's a very bizarre choice. I don't like, I'm sure there's some sort of reason, but I mean, even, you know, there's some sort of analyst that was like sitting there crunching the numbers and said like, Oh, we could totally do it this way. Yeah. And I feel like that guy's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. All right. Uh, lightning round. Joe, I got good news for me. A uh-huh. big Sony person. And we talked about this game earlier, but God of War has gone gold. Which means it is officially done and finished. Um, director Being printed right now. Yep. Uh, director Corey Barlog put out a picture on Twitter of him holding the master is Blu-ray. Still working on it. Yeah, he came back to it. Oh, to work okay. On it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like he's been gone for a long time. He went away for a while, actually. Um, and I was reading this article the other day. They were talking about how the new God of War is going to be like one single take, like no cuts, no jumps. Just, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, just one long cut. And I guess he had pitched that idea for the Tomb Raider reboot of having the Lara Croft story just be one take, one continuous fluid story, and they shot him down on it. And when he left there and went back to Sony to work on the new God of War, he was like, you know what? I've, I really kind of want to do this. And now that it's my game, like I'm going to make that jump. And I guess Sony was very appreciative of it. And the whole time he was working on it, he was fighting different departments you know, on this idea. And as it got closer and closer to completion, and now that it's done, people are coming up to him and being like, I get it. All right. I, it makes sense. I see yeah. what, it's a good idea. And I see what you were trying to do for it. And you were right. I, I guess just say, um, when it comes to movies, I love it when they do that. Yeah. Like Birdman. Uh, uh, I never saw Birdman. <laughs> Even it's a whole movie. That's just that, but I never saw yeah. it. Birdman's great. Um, I always go back to, uh, children of men. Yeah. Seen the, children the, of men in the car. Children of men. Yep. Uh, no, the part where he's running through the battlefields with the baby. There's also the one in the car too. Yeah, where the camera's rotating around yep. the, in the inside of the car, yep. and they actually like hand it outside the car. And there's yeah. all sorts of things. There's a guy hiding in the seat. Yep. Um, I always love that in the movies. Obviously, it's a movie, so it's more complex to do those because yeah. you're like, you don't have to worry about the video game fucking up. <laughs> you don't have to worry about like Kratos tripping and like or like ruining a line. Yeah. Well, that and you, um, you can put a camera wherever you want in a video game world. The camera's invisible. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the crew members getting in the way and stuff. Uh, I love it when they do that in the movies. So I know that it's not as impressive for the game, but it's still it's a cool way to do it. So I I actually can't wait to see how that plays out the way they do it. Yeah, but the uh, the game has gone gold. It is official. It'll be here uh, in a month. Hmm. 420. Blaze it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be playing that and making cardboard cutouts for Nintendos. Oh, yeah. Going to be a big day. Big spring day, um, but yeah. And you said you like found out it takes a very long time to make those Labo things. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and people had gone to a Labo preview event like with their kids, and um, there was one thing where they were like, "All right, we're going to build the fishing rod, but we're not going to have enough time to finish it all because we're going to get you to the different 
different things that you can do. So we're going like room to room. And like one of the guy's kids was just like, this is really the only one I want to do. <laughs> the can fishing he just rod? stay here and do it? Yeah. He like, he likes fishing and he was like really excited about that one. And they're like, yeah, we'll watch him. You guys can go on to the next area. And it took him like two hours to build a fishing rod. Huh. They're intricate pieces in there. Yeah. Um, the more I hear about it, the more I want to get it. And I know that it's a I lot. I feel like and, the piano is going to take like 12 hours yeah, together. I don't care. I just want the robot. I mean, I put, I put model kits together. Yeah. I just want the robot. Um, all right. Uh, lightning round. Uh, so there was a couple of pieces regarding Rare this week, as obviously uh, people from Rare are making the rounds as Sea of Thieves has been released, and they got to do press and things for it. Uh, one thing that has uh, struck a special note with a lot of fans uh, of Rare for a long period of time is their classic characters and their classic IP uh, that has been out in about one specific do they have question. Those what? Classic characters? At le- I can think of at least uh, one pair of characters that people really I can like. think of one. What? Banjo-Kazooie. That's two characters. Okay. Boom! <laughs> Got him! Got you! Got two pair. That's what I said. Um, yeah, so... It's Joe, like, you guys should see the egg on Joe's face right like now. James, it's everywhere. Does James Bond count? <laughs> yeah. I mean, GoldenEye was great. Perfect Dark people like. So, uh, yeah. There's some characters in there. Conquer people liked. Yeah. Yeah. Some classic characters and IP. Okay. But more to the point. Grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah. You know, that that classic. Um, But someone asked uh, head of Xbox, Phil Phil Spencer, Spencer. um, if Microsoft would be okay with Banjo-Kazooie, a classic Nintendo game, being in the new Smash Brothers. And he said. Yes. Which is fantastic news. Actually, he's, his direct quote was, yep. <laughs> um, doesn't mean it's going to happen. This is not a confirmation that it's definitely happening. Yeah, if somebody just asked him, like, if you could put uh, Banjo-Kazooie in Smash Brothers, would you? And he said, yep. But, I mean, I mean, Microsoft has been pretty open about their willingness to work with other studios. Especially Nintendo, like with Minecraft and yeah. cross-platform with Rocket Well, I mean, League they really and... want to work with Sony also, but yeah. Sony just won't let them. Yeah. Um, but that's a big deal because I think that's one of those characters or pair of characters that you put high on the list of who would you like to see? What classic Nintendo game would you like to see represented in a Smash Brothers game? A lot of people would probably say Banjo-Kazooie. And yeah. I think it could add a cool play style to it. I don't think they would be characters that launched with the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them as DLC or a free update or something like that farther down the line yeah um smash 4 uh it definitely had like the dlc thing going for it i feel like the switch now is the first version like the first kind of nintendo console that really well (laughs) it was the first one that kind of got the internet right even though they fucked it up royally yeah still still but like they still it's the first one that feels like it's at least naturally connected to the internet yeah uh, like the, the Wii U still felt like clunky and then I'm, I'm not talking about like the multiplayer or all that stuff, but you know, this is the it first didn't embrace it. Yeah. This is the feels like, this feels like the first one that's actually embraced the internet. Yes. The other ones had internet as an afterthought. They always felt like, yeah. Um, they still didn't believe that people wanted to play games like that. Yeah. So this one, I, I'm really hoping they kind of go whole hog with the multiplayer. Like honestly, if this is the only one that comes out or I mean with the, like the DLC content, yeah. like online connectivity, connectivity stuff, um, I would love it if they just constantly kept updating this one. Obviously, I would love that if they kept like updating this one with new characters. Um, 
so I like I there's so many things that they could add. It and it feels like it's really opened up the other like characters because with the last one they really reached out to other studios. Yes. Because the DLC characters were Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah, Bayonetta. Cloud from Final Fantasy. Yeah. Bayonetta from Bayonetta. So uh, with this one, I feel like we could see all sorts of crazy characters. Yeah. And one one thing that I uh, I was listening to something and they were positing is what if they did it like a a games of service kind of thing with smash where you know you had you get updates every so often like arms does with new characters mm-hmm. like maybe it launches with a smaller lineup and people go wait a minute smaller lineup but you get free characters throughout because you look at games like overwatch where every time a new character comes out people lose their minds and they can't wait to try and they can't wait to play it like same thing with street fighter 5 a new character gets announced and people are you know can't wait to play it um, so that'd be something cool with Smash, where maybe it's not paid DLC, where you got to pay, you know, five bucks or ten bucks to get the two characters they came out with. But you buy the game for sixty dollars, and every three months or whatever, you get a new character. A new character, as opposed to like a character set or a character pack or yeah. something like that. Um, I think that'd be something that's, or it do it where you know that Nintendo online service that you have to pay for is going to launch, and maybe it's if you hey, sign up for that, you get yep. special access to. Yeah, you get this characters. character. You get this character for a month, and you get it a month early. And then, you, if you like the character, you can buy the DLC in a month or whatever. But you get first access or something. Like even if there's something like that, that'd be something really cool. Um, so yeah, I would like to see Banjo Kazooie come to Smash Brothers. But one other uh, item of note in regards to you know characters appearing other places, uh, they asked uh, someone from Rare. Let me get the exact person, uh, Craig Duncan, uh, Rare Studio head. Uh, good old uh, Craig D. Yeah. The they asked him about other like what they feel about their IP and their characters potentially either showing up in other games or getting the reboot like thing and they said that they would be completely okay with working with other studios if they want to make content with their characters either reboots of franchises or taking their characters and putting it in um, they reference both uh, Killer Instinct which was a rare game being remade specifically for the Xbox by a different studio uh, as well as Project Spark having Conquer in it uh, which was another rare character. Uh, and they said it was basically a right studio, right idea, right time kind of thing. So they know that they have this long history of games, of franchises, and they know that people have a fondness for those characters, and they are completely open to letting those characters kind of go out and become new things as long as it's the right kind of studio and the right timing and the right idea. And I feel like Banjo-Kazooie being in a Nintendo fighter is one of those ideas. So hopefully we get something of that. Uh, hopefully we get some kind of confirmation, either be it at E3 or before the game comes out, or even after the game comes out. It's like I said, a DLC kind of thing. Uh, you know, I think that'd be something that'd be really, really cool. I'd be interested to see um, some Killer Instinct characters get uh, like added to other games. Well, it'd be kind of cool, like full gore to get added to Street Fighter or something like that. Yeah, and like he has like his crazy combo system that like feels completely out of place for Street Fighter. Well, Street Fighter is pretty much PlayStation only now, I think. Right? Street Fighter Five is on Xbox, is it? I don't know. Like there is not. a Street Fighter Anniversary Collection thing coming out on the Xbox. I know that. Yeah, that's with all the older games and things yeah. like that. So yeah, maybe in one of those games you get something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I just know every time I see a Street Fighter Five like tournament or something, it's always. PlayStation, so I mean, I don't care enough yeah. about PlayStation to, or uh, Street Fighter. To pay attention. Same. Um, 
But yeah, all right. Well, that's going to do it then for the lightning round, which means that's going to do it for this episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Um, So you can find all our episodes there, as well as our Broken Clock uh, main event, which is our wrestling show, which we have up. Joe, we're only a couple weeks away from WrestleMania. Gonna be a big weekend in a couple weeks. Oh gonna be God. exciting. It's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be so painful. So much content we're gonna take in. It's like, gonna be great. Fucking ten hours of wrestling. That's the you are completely underselling how much wrestling there's actually gonna be. Oh. Um, it's gonna be so much more than that. <laughs> uh, but you can find all of our shows there on those platforms. Uh, remember you can also interact with us on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods so let us know what you thought of sea of thieves what you think about a single player only call of duty if you're excited about any of the nindy showcase uh, and if you would like to see banjo kazooie or any other rare characters in smash brothers definitely let us know at broken clock pods on facebook and twitter Uh, but once again for the broken clock podcast games cast my name is adam i am joe and thanks so much for listening goodbye